Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. What's going on, Michigan fans? It's Clayton Safey here with the Wolverine.com with five takeaways from Michigan's 49 to nothing bludgeoning of Michigan State Saturday night in East Lansing. It was a heck of a night. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit the thumbs up button here on the YouTube channel if you're watching there. Also hit the subscribe button as well. Get all of our content and head to the Wolverine.com right now. Become a premium subscriber over to get our message board content, all of our premium updates, everything, Michigan, football, basketball, and recruiting over at thewolverine.com. Let's start out with our first takeaway, which really is that this was the worst loss in Michigan State history at Spartan Stadium in terms of margin of victory, 49 points. Michigan, decades and decades ago, beat Michigan 55 to nothing. That was uh, their previous worst loss in this rivalry. And it could have been worse as well. You know, there were a couple opportunities. I think Michigan could have kept the starters in longer. No reason to, absolutely. And I think they made the right call. But if you keep your guys in there, that thing's even more lopsided than it was at 49 to nothing. You also could have gone for two. There was some chatter on the message boards about that. Could have gone for two at the end on the last touchdown. End of the first half as well. A little bit of a questionable call on Donovan Edwards. Moving backwards, they say that he wasn't set, but really you can you're allowed to move backwards in motion there. Don't have to be set. Also, I thought there were 10 more than 10 seconds left before that 10-second runoff before the half. So basically the point is this was a pick your score game, even though coming in, you just didn't quite you know know exactly what to expect in terms of how this game was gonna play out. But Michigan had this one from the beginning, even on that first drive. There's a third and 14. JJ McCarthy is able to extend the play a little bit, 
as we've seen so many times this year, and he is becoming absolutely elite at right now at this point in his career, and then finds a guy for a first down. A couple third and longs early on in the game, and Michigan was automatic. When the first team offense was in there, they were 7 of 8 on third down. And this was against a Michigan State defense that had been pretty successful on third down coming in. They ranked number third in the country. It was a little deceiving. Hadn't faced many third downs because teams were having success on early downs. And then also a lot of that third down success success uh, came against some pretty porous offenses in Iowa, Rutgers, etc. But nonetheless, it was impressive what Michigan was able to do. That was a really, really hard offense to get off the field as it has been most of this season. Michigan's starting offense goes uh, five touchdowns and seven drives. One of them was that end of the half drive. As I mentioned, they get all the way down there and probably could have gotten points out of that if it didn't end a little bit differently, If it or if it did end a little bit differently, if they probably got the correct call that uh, you know they should have gotten, it could have ended differently. So pretty much a, a flawless performance by the Michigan offense. We'll talk a little bit more about it in a second. But also with this takeaway, I want to mention the focus that, that we saw from this Michigan team, because honestly, coming in, you, you didn't know exactly how things would go. I mean, you have the huge news breaks, on Thursday that the NCAA is investigating them for, you know, um, potential sign stealing violations, in-person scouting. I think everybody by now knows what has kind of gone on there, but this Michigan team looked, you know, maybe unaffected, but maybe even more motivated by this. You know, you could tell in the post-game press conference talking to some of these guys like Zach Zinter, who's saying like, you know, Hey, what more do you want from us? Defense pitched a shutout. We played extremely well, you know, kind of, a little bit of frustration that people are trying to diminish what this Michigan team has done in the past is doing right now with some of that stuff. So we'll see what comes of that, but on the field, I thought Michigan handled itself as well as it could. I mean, and then some uh, in terms of how you would expect them to come out and play. They seemed fired up, fired up. They seemed focused. And I thought they, they did a great job with that. Um, Second takeaway. This was another road takeover. For Michigan, you had to ask yourself going through that game, where'd all the Spartans go? Remember Mark D'Antonio back in 2015, walking up the big house tunnel? He says, where'd all the Wolverines go? Where did the Spartans go? Because the Wolverines, he was talking about after that game, right? The stunning last second play, Michigan fans cleared out after, uh, you know, kind of a stunned silence in there. The Michigan State fans, not a ton of backbone on Saturday night, not a ton of loyalty. They kind of probably knew what was coming, but they clear out quickly the deep end what they call their student section looked like a kiddie pool by midway through the third quarter nobody in there probably more maize and blue that had filtered down from the upper deck kind of crept closer and closer and uh and was really letting them have it let's go blue chance all over the place it's the third time this year michigan's gone on the road they've won by 38 or more in those games and it's just one of those things where you become a program at this elite level where you can take over not only neutral games, you know, you, we've seen the great atmospheres at the last couple of bowl games from Michigan fans. We've seen it at the big 10 championship games, but now you're doing it at away stadiums. And it, it was really impressive talking to a ton of fans that were at the game last night. It seems like they were having, you know, the time of their lives out there and, uh, and you can't blame them based on what their team did. Uh, so where'd all the Spartans go? 49, nothing absolute beat down Michigan state, in shambles right now, Michigan cruising at eight and zero heading into November because uh, you know the buys this week and the next game they'll play will be Purdue in November, the all important month of the season where Michigan has performed so so well over the last couple seasons 
set themselves up very nicely going into November this year with an exclamation point in October being the big win in Spartan Stadium. Takeaway number three, we got to talk about J.J. McCarthy. We got to talk about J.J. McCarthy, who is now the Heisman frontrunner. The Heisman frontrunner. We'll repeat it because it's worth repeating. J.J. McCarthy, according to basically all the sports books that I've seen, has absolutely taken ascension up in the Heisman race. He's the front runner at this point for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. One, he's done everything he's been asked to do, obviously, other than a rough game early on in the year against Bowling Green. But secondly, he's got huge opportunities ahead of him. Penn State, that's going to be a top 10 matchup, most likely, against, uh, you know, on the road. National audience, big noon kickoff will be there. And you're going to have a great chance to impress the rest of the nation. Same thing with the Ohio State game. We know how that goes. Michigan's Heisman Trophy winners have showed up and showed out in that game. Not saying J.J. is going to win it, but he's got as good of a shot right now as anybody. Really, technically, a better shot than anybody. Um, but he but he was spectacular on Saturday night. And it's like you feel like we sit here each and every Sunday and, and kind of break it down. And we could go through throw after throw and, and talk about how impressive he was in this game, it's almost, you know, there's a time for that, but really overall we saw everything in JJ McCarthy's toolbox on Saturday night, the the mobility on the, on the few times that Michigan state did be able to, to get a guy in the backfield. He gets out of there and a lot of them were on third down as well. Makes a a beautiful pass. The arm strength, you know, sometimes it, it feels like pitchers and this is obviously true, but pitchers in baseball, some nights you have your stuff. Some nights it's got a little more juice to it, got a little bit more mustard. JJ had his stuff on Saturday. He also had that arm strength basically at the at the highest level that we've seen him have it. A couple throws just on an absolute rope in between defenders, whizzing by guys, you know, defenders' face masks, and he's able to fit those into tight windows. He was spectacular. He is looking like, you know, I, I don't think there's anybody playing better right now in college football than JJ McCarthy. And again, schedule's not been great. Big opportunities ahead, but, I mean, you're looking at one of the best players in the country. You're looking at potentially the best team in the country as well, if you take it to a team standpoint. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, Have to mention the defense as well, getting the shutout that they so desperately, not desperately needed, they desperately wanted. Um, You could tell the sideline how pumped they were. Jesse Minter with a huge fist pump on that fourth and 15 where Michigan State comes up just short with the backups in there. That's a backup unit that has allowed some points late in games this year, three, four times where they could have had shutouts, and they didn't. You know, they allow a touchdown or, you know, a big play. We saw it against Nebraska uh, in, in, in other games. Not this time. Michigan defense, you saw the improvement in the last few weeks with the backup offense. We're seeing it with the backup defense now. But, I mean, Michigan State couldn't move the ball. We kind of knew they were inept offensively coming into this game, but the Michigan defense did a really, really good job early on in the game, and then the backups are able to close the door at the end. Mike Sainer still gets his pick six. Second of the year for him, fourth pick six of the season for Michigan overall. Will Johnson has one. Keon Sab have, uh, has one. Both of those came in the Minnesota game. The starting Michigan defense has now scored four touchdowns. The starting Michigan defense – has allowed only three touchdowns. Shout out to Drew Hallett uh, over with us at the Wolverine for that stat, which is just unheard of. Through eight games, Michigan's next game is going to be in November. 
and the starting defense has scored more touchdowns than it has allowed. So absolutely incredible. Mikey Stainer still, I feel like, is the perfect guy to come up with that play on that night against that team. Uh, and, you know, you could tell he was loving it. His teammates were loving it. Uh, so good for the Michigan defense for getting their first first shutout of the season. Um, and we will move on to our next takeaway. Another group that played fantastic football on Saturday night, the tight ends. Breakout game for Michigan's tight ends. 13 catches, 186 yards, three touchdowns, two of them to Colston Loveland, one of them to A.J. Barner. A.J. Barner has his breakout game as an individual, eight catches. That's a career high, 99 yards. That's a career high. His first touchdown catch as well as a Michigan Wolverine, fifth in his career. And he's been doing so well blocking this year. You felt like he deserved this. And, and he said he knew this game was coming. And in this offense, it could be any number of guys on any night. And we're kind of seeing that, you know, week by week. It's it's a different guy every week. And it, it's good at this point in the season that they've been able to let different guys and it just comes naturally, as J.J. said on Saturday night, but let different guys eat at different points because when you come to those tough moments, they're going to have a bunch of different options to go to offensively. Um, so A.J. Barner, got to feel good for him getting that that breakout game. But going back to that, the combined total, 186 yards for the Michigan tight ends in receiving. Marlon Klein also had an eight-yard reception. That's the first of his career, the sophomore coming in. That's more yards than Michigan State had total in this game, 182. The Michigan tight ends outgained Michigan State in this game. That's how good they were. That's how good. I just felt like Michigan, Sharon Moore and the offensive staff did such a good job of finding the right matchups for those guys and, and just letting them thrive and letting J.J. McCarthy do what he does best. So it, it was a masterful display, uh, I thought, by the offensive staff. And can't wait to go back and watch this game a couple times and, and really look at more of the intricacies. But – that was the uh, from the naked eye on Saturday night, the takeaway there. Finally, kind of mentioned it earlier with the J.J. stuff, but you're looking at a team that is a true national title contender, as we knew, but really going into to November here, again, because the next game will be in November, this looks like the best team in the Big Ten. They've been ranked ahead of the other two giants, you could say, Ohio State and Penn State, all season long, sitting at number two in the country behind Georgia. But, you know, given the schedule, Ohio State had a nice win at Notre Dame. Penn State played a little bit of a tougher schedule, maybe. Depends on who you talk to. Um, you know, but they've looked impressive at times. A little shaky at other points as well. I think it's pretty clear at this point, even after Ohio State beats Penn State 20-12 to on Saturday, that Michigan is still the favorite as we enter into November. They still look like the best team, the most complete team, the deepest team. It's going to be settled on the field soon enough, but I think Michigan looks like that team right now. And you're seeing it too nationally. Not that this stuff matters, but the, you know they're sitting at number two in the poll. They get 19 now, first place votes, Georgia down to 38. Like People are starting to – a lot of people love to do the thing where it's like, oh, well, it's Georgia's number one until proven otherwise. Well, it's a new season, and Georgia's been really good at points. They have a key injury right now, but so is Michigan. So is Michigan. They look like the best team that Jim Harbaugh's had thought it could be that coming in. You never know until they hit the field. They've hit the field eight times now, dominated in all of them, 24 uh, plus points in each game. And this still looks like the best team of the Big Ten heading into November. Going to know soon enough what happens, but uh, it's really exciting for Michigan fans at this point.
again, if you're happy about Michigan's beatdown over Michigan State, hit the like button on this video. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel and head to thewolverine.com for all your content. And we'll see you next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.